is coming up now on Established in the Faith. Delilah was the tool used by the Philistines to get Samson to give up the secret behind the power. What is that thing that Satan is using in your life? That thing that you love, that's in competition against God to get you. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. have your Bibles this morning, would you turn with me please to the book of Judges chapter 16. Judges chapter 16. We're going to pick it up in verse 4 today. Judges chapter 16 verse 4. And it came to pass afterward that he loved a woman in the valley of Sorek whose name was Delilah. And the lords of the Philistines came up unto her and said unto her, Entice him, and see wherein his great strength lieth, and by what means we might prevail against him, that we may bind him and afflict him. And we will give thee every one of us eleven hundred pieces of silver. And Delilah said to Samson, Tell me, I pray thee, wherein thy great strength lieth and wherewith thou mightest be bound to afflict thee. This morning I want to use for a subject, Samson and Delilah. Samson is one of only a few in the Bible whose birth was announced by an angel. This angel was actually the Lord Jesus Christ. And... The word came unto Samson's mother that she would have a son and that he would begin to deliver Israel from the dominion of the Philistines. And Samson was to be a Nazarite from his birth. And anyone at any point in time in their life could commit themselves, dedicate themselves to the Lord by this means, and they would take this vow, and in it they were vowing not to eat any great products. They were vowing not to eat anything unclean. They were vowing not to touch a dead body, and that vow also incorporated that they would not cut the hair. In the case of a man, they would not even as much as trim the beard. But with Samson, it was a little bit different. His mother and father raised him as a little bitty thing coming on up according to this Nazarite vow. And at a given point in time, Samson had to make a choice 
to dedicate himself, consecrate himself to God by the means of this vow. And along with this vow came something with Samson that God never gave anybody else a very unique gift to be the strongest man in the Bible. He realized this gift one day when this lion roared out after him. And the power of God came upon Samson and he ripped that lion apart. One day, Samson, he was in a city, and the Philistines surrounded the city, and they blocked him in. They waited in secret. We're going to get him in the morning when he comes out. The Spirit of the Lord dealt with Samson. He was in the middle of a situation where he had no business, and... The Lord tugged upon his heart, stirred him at midnight. Aren't you glad this morning that God will deal with you before it's too late? It might be in the midnight hour, but God is dealing with some of you listening to me today. Hear his voice before it's everlasting too late. And Samson arose at midnight. The Philistines have surrounded the city. And Samson walks up to this gate. It had to have weighed a thousand to fifteen hundred pounds, and he grabs that gate and lifts that gate up out of the ground. Post and all the two posts, the gate, the bar and all, and he lifts that weight, puts it upon his shoulders, and carries it to the top of the hill. A weight that should have crushed him in the natural. But he was able to lift that weight like it was nothing. How many of you under the sound of my voice today, you are carrying a weight that in the natural it would crush you. But because of the Spirit of God that is in your life, because of your dedication and consecration to God, you are able to carry a weight that the average person could not carry. Glory to God, I feel that today. Some of you under the sound of my voice today, you're under a weight, you're under a load. And God has given you the strength, the ability to carry that load. I'm talking about a power, a strength. Oh, let me tell you something. When those Philistines saw Samson going up the hill with all that gate and post and chains and bars hanging, oh, they didn't want nothing to do with him after that. They didn't want to fool with him. They couldn't understand it. Where was this strength coming from? Where was this power coming from? Where is his weakness? Does he have a weakness? Yes, he did. Here we have a man, the strongest man in the Bible, the strongest man that's ever lived in the history of mankind. Could tear a lion apart with his bare hands. Defeated a thousand Philistines with the jawbone of a donkey. 
He defeated the enemy without on several occasions. But when it comes to the enemy within, the sin nature that all of us have, he couldn't muster up the strength to defeat the enemy within. And my friend, when you cannot defeat the enemy within, then the enemy without is going to get you. Sin is a very powerful thing. It is that inward enemy. No one has defeated that sin nature. Everyone has paid the price. Everyone, there are wages with sin, and the wages of sin is death. Only one defeated it, and his name is Jesus Christ, and he died on a cross of Calvary for you and I. Sin, death, hell, and the grave was defeated at Calvary's cross. And his victory today, praise God, is our victory. But wait a minute, wait a minute. Samson is a type of you and I today. Matter of fact, what you and I have today is greater than what Samson had. What do you mean, Brother James? Well, just as Samson took a vow to God, you that are under the sound of my voice today, whether you realize it or not, you have taken a vow unto God. You have vowed to abstain from the pollutions of this world, and that vow means that your appearance is going to be a certain way. Your actions is going to be a certain way. Your speech is going to be a certain way. The Bible says that we are a peculiar people called out from among the world. And along with this vow to God, there is a strength. There is a power. It is the power of the Holy Ghost. But there's a difference. The power that we have today is much greater than that of Samson. And you say, well, Brother James, I don't understand that. How can that be? It can be because Jesus went to the cross and paid the sin debt. Now that the sin debt has been paid, the Holy Spirit can come inside of each and every one of us. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit could only come upon the individual for a short period of time to perform a particular task. And then he would have to leave. But today, when we place our faith in Jesus Christ who He is and what He did at Calvary, the Holy Spirit can come inside and He can defeat that enemy of the sin nature that every single one of us have. The sin nature today is defeated. It was Samson's weakness. Sadly, today it is still our weakness today because we don't understand the secret behind the power and the philistines wanted to know the secret behind the power what is it that is making this man so strong what is it today we have it written in this bible that i hold in my hands it's written in black and white 
and we still don't know the secret behind the power. Samson didn't know it either. He, he, he thought that the secret behind his great strength and power was in his hair. He told Delilah, he said, If my head be shaven, then my strength will go from me and I'll be weak like any other man. Yes, there was a connection between the hair, the Nazarite vow, and the power and the strength. There was a connection there. But his power was not in his hair. His power, his strength was in the Holy Spirit of God. Back years ago when I first started preaching, I was called to preach a revival at a particular church. I prayed and fasted and sought God. Lord, what is the word that you want me to give to these people? And the Lord anointed me. The Lord moved in the services. He made it easy for me to preach. And I began to think in my mind, the Spirit of God was moving, and I began to think in my mind, it must be my prayer time and my fasting that I'm doing. That's why God is moving and working the way He is. And when that Friday night service rolled around, it was hard to preach. I don't think I've ever had such a hard time preaching to a bunch of people in my life. I don't know if the people got anything out of it or not. There's one thing I do know, they hadn't called me back to preach another revival. But what was that, Brother Jay? I thought that God was anointing me because of my prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting has its place when you're seeking God for leading guidance and direction. But when you're doing something, thinking that God owes you something, you, you, done, you done messed up. The disciplines that the Christian participates in, it is not to earn brownie points with God so that God will, uh, Lord, I give you an hour's worth of prayer time today. Now you owe me an hour worth of prayer. He don't owe you nothing. You owe him everything. If you have a gift today, if you have a power today, anything that you have from God today, it is by his grace and by his mercy, not because of your church attendance, not because of your prayer time or your, or your fasting or 101 other different things that you can mention today. It is by his grace. What's the secret behind the power? What's the secret behind the moving, working, and operation of the Holy Spirit? Sadly, much of the church today still doesn't know. Dana, if you will, go to Romans 8 and verse 2. I'm going to show you. The only way the Holy Spirit will work is within the confines of the finished work of Christ. Romans 8 and 2, the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. There you have it. That's the way the Holy Spirit works right there, within the confines of the finished work of Christ. Your faith 
in Christ and what he did opens up the door for the Holy Spirit to work within your heart and life. And the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made you free from the law of sin and death. Now, Delilah. Dana, if you will, put it up on the screen. Judges 16, verse 4. Delilah. What's, what's Delilah? What does that represent? It came to pass afterward that he loved a woman in the valley of Sarek whose name was Delilah. Delilah represents that thing or someone in your life that's in competition against God. And it can be anything. It can be a deer stand. It can be a boat, a fishing pole, a motorcycle, a house, a car, a truck. Your husband or your wife or your children, your education, your, your, your career. It is that one thing or maybe a number of things in your life that's in competition against God. Something that you love. And Samson loved Delilah. And Delilah was a Philistine. And God forbid that Israel was to have any kind of relations with the Gentiles, those outside of Israel. But Samson loved that which was forbidden of God. And any time you love anyone or anything more than God, and especially if it is forbidden of God, my friend, you open up the door for the enemy to take advantage of you. The Bible says in Judges 16 verse 5, that the lords of the Philistines came up unto her and said, Entice him and see wherein his great strength lieth. Delilah was the tool used by the Philistines to get Samson to give up the secret behind the power. What is that thing that Satan is using in your life? That thing that you love, that's in competition against God. What is that tool that Satan is using to get you? A lawyer came to Jesus one time and said, Good Master, what is the greatest of all the commandments? And Jesus said, The greatest of all the commandments is to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. And on this hangs all the law and the prophets. And the second is like unto it, You love your neighbor as yourself. Do you love the Lord your God with all your heart? Or is your heart split? Is your heart divided between God and something else? Samson. The strongest man in the world who can literally tear a lion apart with his bare hands. Who slew a thousand Philistines with the jawbone of a donkey. Took the gates of the city over a thousand pounds upon his shoulders to the top of the hill. 
all this outward show of power and strength and ability. He's struggling now. Just like some of you under the sound of my voice right now, you're struggling with something. Samson, he's struggling now as Delilah pressed upon him daily. Judges 16, verse 16. She pressed him daily with her words and urged him so that his soul was vexed unto death. Three times she came to Samson and asked him what was the secret behind the power And three different times Samson would tell her something only to wake up to find himself in the situation of which he told her. That should have been a sign right there that something is going on. Something is wrong. This woman is dangerous, Samson. Leave that woman alone. But he ignored the signs. He ignored the signs and he continued to lay his head on the lap of Delilah, which is the sin of the church today. He laid his head upon the lap of Delilah. The church today is laying its head on the lap of the world. We want to please the world. It's more important to please the world out here so we can get numbers in the church than it is to please God. The secret behind our power today in the Holy Ghost is the cross of Jesus Christ and your faith in that finished work and that alone. But the cross of Christ offends people. And Samson told this woman something different three different times and he knew that he had offended her. And he didn't want to offend her any longer so he spilled the beans. He give up the secret behind the power. And the church today is doing the same thing because Jesus Christ and Him crucified is an offense to the world out here. And we don't want to offend the world, so we just don't preach it no more. If you preach the cross, then people won't come to church. I saw something on Facebook the other day. This preacher, if I called his name, every one of you would know it. Standing up there preaching, the Colosseum was full. There had to have been at least 10,000, 15,000 people there. And under it, it says, when you preach what they want to hear. And then underneath it, there was another preacher standing behind the pulpit with one or two people in the congregation. When you preach what God tells you to preach. I didn't come here today to say what you wanted to say. I thank you for the love gift you gave me last week, but that's not going to change my message. I'm going to preach what God tells me to preach. If you like it, fine. If you don't like it, well, I'll just have to be fine too. I'll have to stand before God one day and give an account. Will he say, well done, good and faithful servant, or will he say, depart from me, for I never knew you? The cross is an offense today. And many churches today are giving it up because it offends people. And Samson gave up the secret behind the power because it was offending Delilah. 
he told her all his heart. And the Bible says in verse 19, She called for a man and caused him to shave off the seven locks of his head. Seven. Seven is God's number of perfection and universality. You need to understand something today. Your salvation is perfect. Colossians 2 and verse 10 says that we are complete in Him who is the head of all principality and power. The secret behind our power and strength today is our faith in the finished work of Christ, which opens up the door for the Holy Spirit to move and work. And my friend, when we give that up, we will find ourselves like Samson with the seven locks of his hair cut off. And when he woke up, his strength was gone. His power was gone. His strength went from him church don't give up the secret behind the power because it might offend somebody hold on to your dedication your consecration to the Lord program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. We have Sunday school every Sunday morning at 945 and worship service at 11, as well as prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday night at 730. Go to establishinthefaith.com and click on the events tab for gospel singings and other special services. That's right, Jules. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMET community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you. (music) 